Royal Sir John Monash Foundation provides postgraduate scholarships for outstanding Australians to further their studies anywhere in the world. And I think that's an important word to emphasise, the word anywhere. The foundation was established in 2001. Its purpose is to raise funds for and to administer Australia's own postgraduate scholarships the John Monash Scholarships to foster leadership, expertise and international networks, as well as build Australia's leadership capabilities for the future. And today marks the 20th cohort of John Monash Scholars being officially announced. The CEO of the Foundation is Paul Ramage. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Justin, and what a great honour to get the opportunity to talk about the 2024 Scholars. They join, of course, an illustrious group of John Monash Scholars in our community. 248 is the current number, and as of today, we move to 264. Uh, and these Scholars, again, cover the great areas of medicine and health, law, science and technology, the arts, business social science, sustainability, and mathematics, for example. Uh, an extraordinary group of young Australians who we're very confident will make a, a very positive contribution to the nation. Well, 16 new scholars being announced today. Paul, let's let's go through them if, if you can. What does the list look like? Well, the very first and most exciting thing in a way, Justin, is that for the very first time, with great thanks to the Queensland Government, we have the inaugural Queensland Government, John Monash Scholar. Her name is Thaman Ahmed. She will study for a Master of Public Policy at the University of Oxford. And what's really extraordinary about Thaman, uh, an extraordinary young Australian, is that she is setting out to make a very big difference to reduce, where possible, to prevent domestic violence in our country, and particularly as it relates to women from ethnic backgrounds, an extraordinary young lawyer from Queensland. Fantastic. Who's next? So joining Thurman will be Alexander Batsis, again a lawyer from Melbourne. Uh, he wins the Roth Siegel John Monash Scholarship for 2024 to study a Master of Laws at Harvard University. Alexander's very passionate about ESG and its impact on business, and he is already working at a high level with uh, C-suite leaders across the country, but he's very aware that uh, the ESG responsibilities for businesses of all sizes will really matter in, in the years ahead. And he, he wants to return to uh, Australia to help make a, well, to take a leadership position in that field. The third scholar is Emma Beale, from, who studied at the University of Queensland. She is the Dane Quentin Bryce John Monash Scholar for 24, and she will study a Master of Data Science at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Emma's delightful and a super talented young lady, and she wants to study what she calls Australia's energy trilemma, creating reliable, affordable, and sustainable electricity. And of course, as we all know, that's one of Australia's biggest challenges. So we really welcome Emma to our list. Complementing uh, those so far is Noah Bedford. Uh, he, he studied at the University of New South Wales, Sydney, and I know he's delighted when I say this. He is the Bob Hawke John Monash Scholar for 2024, and he will study a Master of Laws at Harvard University. 
Noah is an Indigenous Australian. He currently is a senior advisor to Senator Patrick Dodson, and he's passionate about uh, the issues of most concern to his peoples uh, in regard to treaty and, and advancing their rights. Uh, a remarkable uh, young Australian is the Bob Bork John Monash Scholar. Terrific. Trent Crawford, a graduate of the University of Melbourne, is the Zelman Cowan John Monash Scholar to study a Master of Fine Arts at Hamburg Fine Arts School. Trent is an artist, a filmmaker, an educator, and a researcher. And for those interested in the arts, you may have noticed some of the exhibitions he's already had in Melbourne. He's had international and national success with exhibitions, notably in Beijing and Tokyo. He's an experimental artist, one for Australians to keep their eye on, uh, a very creative young man, Trent Crawford. Taking us in a slightly di different direction is Nicholas Felstead, a University of Melbourne graduate who becomes the Victorian government John Monash Scholar for 2024 to study a Master of Laws at Harvard. Nicholas is very interested in competition law and particularly as it, as it relates to the new technologies that are now sweeping our lives, things like artificial intelligence and digital ethics. And he's a former editor of the Melbourne University Law Review and we expect uh, big things from Nicholas in terms of a, uh, an area of, of life in Australia that's changing rapidly. The 2024 BHB John Monash Scholar is Emerald Gaydon, a graduate of the University of Queensland. She will study for a Doctor of Philosophy in Material Science at the University of Oxford. And Emerald, like our previous scholar, is very involved in things of the everyday for us at the moment. He wants to ensure nationwide access to affordable technology, but she's specifically interested in the crossover between quantum technology, material science, and nanoscale engineering. And wait for this, she wants to be a leader in what's called neuromorphic computing, and that is computers that can actually think like the human brain. Emerald is remarkable and taking us on a journey into the future, and we congratulate her on her scholarship. Another very exciting scholar is Pranil Kumar, a graduate of Griffith University, who becomes the John and Annabelle John Monash Scholar for 24 to study a Master of Public Health at Johns Hopkins University in the United States. Pranil is, by any measure, a remarkable young man. After completing his medical training and moving on to become an obstetrician, he became really concerned with the statistics that were showing that mothers-to-be and babies had higher mortality rates in remote parts of Australia and in remote parts of near neighbours like Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands, etc. And you know what? He wants to do something about that. So his research, his study, is to better equip him to help communities reduce mortality rates for young mothers-to-be and their children, a remarkable young Australian. The breadth is really impressive as we continue to go through these scholars. The Chairman Circle John Monash Scholar for 24 is Demantas Kuzinkovas, who is a University of Sydney graduate, and he will move on to do a PhD in bioengineering at Imperial College London. Now, having met uh, Don, as he likes to be called, one thing I can say is he, he's like the, the nerdy fellow who builds computers at home, who builds robots at home. And But what's quite remarkable about him is that he then wants to take his, his great abilities with his scholarship and his own personal interests to help solve some of the, the nasty challenges faced by people who are handicapped, either visually 
impaired with their limbs. He wants to develop the next level of computers and chips and devices that will help them see again or walk again, or most particularly take part in, a, in general life like other people. Congratulations, Doc. Great field of study. Um, you're going to be very important in, this, in the Monash community. It's a great pleasure for me to announce that uh, the Susan and Isaac Wagel John Monash Scholar for 2024 is Dinesh Palapana, a graduate of Griffith University. Dinesh was the first quadriplegic medical intern in Queensland. He's a doctor, a lawyer, a disability advocate and researcher. He will study at the University of Edinburgh uh, internal medicine that will better equip him to be uh, the doctor he wants to be, helping the underprivileged, the disabled, and being an advocate for that community. A truly remarkable young Australian. Uh, he was uh, the 2021 Griffith University Young Alumnus of the Year, and he was the Queensland Australian of the Year for 21 as well. Alicia Pradden, a graduate of the University of Adelaide, becomes the Australian University's John Monash Scholar for 24 to study a PhD in biomedical informatics at Harvard. Alyssa is a, a medical doctor and she's undertaking advanced training in infectious diseases and she's particularly interested in the application of machine learning and artificial intelligence in medicine. She really wants to help improve access to and equity in medicine by, by understanding the application of these, these technologies. Welcome to the Monash community, Alyssa. Moving up to the Northern Territory, there's a young lawyer up there, Jordina Rust, a graduate of the University of Melbourne. She becomes the Tim Fisher John Monash Scholar for 2024 to study a Master of Law at Columbia University. What's remarkable about Jordina is that she has been a change agent on behalf of Indigenous communities in the Northern Territory. She has been the conduit for these communities to better understand the law and to, to, to help courts also understand what it means to be on land in the Northern Territory when considering issues such as offshore or onshore mining activities, etc. She, she will study at Columbia University and come back with a broader skill set of, of how to apply the law in communities of this nature. Joining Jordina will be Georgina Ryan, a graduate of the University of Melbourne, Georgina becomes the Commonwealth Bank John Monash Scholar for 24, and she will study a Doctor of Philosophy Mathematics at the University of Oxford. I think by any measure, Georgina is an exceptional uh, applied mathematician who can solve most problems that come before her, but of course, she wants to take that to the next level again by working with leading mathematicians from around the world who will take part in the course at Oxford. Uh, Georgina was a former national president of the United Nations Youth Australia, and she's currently tutoring in mathematics to a range of students at the University of Melbourne. Welcome, Georgina. The 2024 Rio Tinto John Monash Scholar is Veronica Sebetsky, as she will study a Master of Law at the University of Cambridge. And like, like the other scholars that we're announcing today, Veronica also comes with an extraordinary uh, level of interest, and she in in a couple of very contemporary fields. She completed an advanced degree in science and law at New South Wales, and then what she's really now doing is combining those two things in, in terms of intellectual property law. And an example being 
you know, how, how could patent law change once, once it becomes more apparent that inventions are coming by artificial intelligence rather than humans? And Veronica will bring an enormous amount of skill and focus to this. Congratulations, Veronica. Coming from Western Australia is Tristan Taylor, who becomes the 2024 Anzac John Monash Scholar to study for a, a Bachelor of Civil Law at the University of Oxford. Uh, Tristan is a young solicitor who's been quite imbued with the value of public law, uh, having worked uh, at, at the New South Wales Court of Appeal uh, and in Western Australia with the Solicitor General. So he's quite quite focused and concerned about how is public law formed? What, what, what are the, the kind of processes towards legislation? And, and what are some of the intended and potentially unintended consequences of public law? Uh, congratulations to Tristan, uh, a representative of Western Australia this year in the John Monash Scholarship. And to round out our 16 scholars for 2024 is Elizabeth Yunan, a graduate of the University of Sydney. She is the Australian University's John Monash Scholar for 24 to study a Doctorate of Musical Arts in music composition at the Juilliard School in New York. And gosh, it's an, a remarkable uh, scholar to end on because Elizabeth is already recognized in this country as, as a, a composer of, of first-rate performance. Um, she completed a, a Master of Music in Composition. She was the first Australian in history to be admitted to study composition on a full scholarship at Philadelphia's renowned Curtis Institute of Music. And when she's in New York, of course, imagine this wonderful composer and the sort of community that she'll be in. She will almost certainly, you know, and in my sense, without doubt, come to back to our country as somebody who can use her music to enlighten and to educate and to uplift Australians. Welcome to the scholarship group, Elizabeth Newton. Paul, what a list. That's incredible. Now, as the as the new, reasonably new CEO of the foundation, you've had the privilege of sitting on the selection committees, witnessing firsthand the process involved in selecting this year's scholars. I'm keen to learn your observations on that process. What was it like, Paul? Well, um, Justin, I can tell you that throughout uh, the months of rigorous interviews that started with applications that were peer-reviewed down to a, to, a, to a level that was manageable of about 300, and then they were reviewed again, and 110 uh, places were made available for interviews in what we call the first round interview, held in every state and territory of the country, so a truly national approach. And what I can tell, share with you is the whole episode was what I would call goosebumps, Young Australians with an extraordinary focus with their, their academic studies and with and, it, and also with a, a very um, handsome kind of understanding of what leadership is, were coming forward to present themselves. And, and every single panel, it just ratcheted up the difficulty that the panelists had in, in saying who should go forward. Because I'd start by saying, can I just congratulate everybody who, who secured an interview? You all did brilliantly well. And can I congratulate particularly those people who came through to the finals, 40 people were in the finals. And, and to those that have missed out, can I give you faith that we 
we were so impressed and the decisions were very hard and often line ball and and you should always put on your CV that you're a finalist in the John Monash Foundation Scholarships of 24. Justin, I would say this, that um, the foundation, uh, a charity, uh, is lucky every year to have leading Australians step forward to give their time to join these panels and to assist with the interviews. And I'd particularly like to thank uh, Professor Paul Wellings, a former Vice-Chancellor of the University of Wollongong, who chaired our national panels, the, the decision-making panels in Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, these were tough jobs. This, this is where judgment came into account, where, like I was saying, you know, some decisions were very close. And, and so how the, how the committee debated them became uh, central to the success of our whole program. And, and to the scholars and the applicants them, to them, themselves, could I say this? If you're interested in applying, if this appeals to you, and but I think it should, um, then there are two very big things to keep in mind. The John Monash Foundation, Foundation is interested in two things. One, your academic focus, uh, uh, you, you, your academic, the strength of what you've achieved academically is a, is a clear requirement for applicants. But I wanted to really let you know that leadership is equally important. We're very keen to identify people who understand what leadership is, this whole sense of leadership for others, not necessarily for yourself, this whole idea of, of how can I create a legacy in my life for others. And uh, this year, the 2024 scholars uh, really did present that to us in amazing ways. They're a diverse group, they're multi-talented, I think they will be. They will form a uniform whole because they will work across the disciplines to work together for the benefit of Australians. And and so, uh, Justin, a remarkable experience to sit in my first, you know, months long process of interviews and meeting potential scholars, and then getting to this point of announcing the winners for 2024. I, I feel quite humbled by it. And in a way, that's, that's quite nice because at the centre of how we want to be seen too is, you know, we want to be courageous in our decision-making. We want to care for the people we select. And, and ultimately, we want to show some humility as well. But um, there's, there's just so many wonderful Australians out there who are very deserving of these scholarships. Paul, did you get the opportunity at all to make any of the phone calls yourselves um, to, to, the, to the scholars who were successful? Uh, yes, I did. What I did here in the office uh, working with the team is uh, I decided to split the calls between myself and uh, and, and Anna, who is our, our scholarships and scholars uh, manager. Uh, and, oh, Justin, well, you know, it's a bit like um, anybody who's ever received one of those calls, you know, that's the yes call. Um, it, it was lovely, uh, a mixture of uh, people who were close to tears and then people who were, were kind of gave you the sense they were dancing on the spot <laughs> and and others who which I have to say is very indicative of their quality were immediately humble and full of thank yous and uh, very very special and uh, as I said I'm convinced this this next cohort coming through which by the way brings our total uh, John Monash alumni group to 264 I, I think they're going to fit in very very quickly and reap the benefits. Um, these are people who collaborate naturally uh, and, and they've just got a lovely sensibility about them. 
General Sir John Monash emphasised that education should serve the higher duties of citizens. So how do you see the Foundation's scholarship program embodying this philosophy? Yes, it is a great question. And um, it's probably important to to just think of the basics here that these young uh, scholars next year, they, they all travel offshore to study. So um, they leave our shores, think of it that way, and they go into spaces that are among, you know, the best in their field in the world. So somebody going to John Hopkins University for Health, somebody going to Oxford for Law, and on the list goes. And when they go offshore, they get the advantage of going into best practice communities of people from around the world. And so whatever they've learned in Australia, they can top up with this best practice knowledge. And then they come back to our shores. And it's in it's the manner in which they come back that where the foundation is is really, really excited about because they come back with best practice knowledge. Then they have the opportunity to work within the John Monash community across these different disciplines. So imagine somebody's interested in the intersection of climate change and law, but they're actually starting to collaborate with a doctor interested and 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 focused on climate and medicine. Uh, one example, oh, there's an engineer who's developing new limbs to assist um, disabled people, and they start working with somebody who, for example, I mentioned earlier, is into neuromorphic compu- computing. And, and so life as a scholar in the John Monash Foundation goes on. They will become scholars for life. And I think coming through the interview process, what impressed me was the number of people who said, I really want to get a John Monash scholarship because I want to be part of that community for life. That's a really big thing for me. And so for those listening, one thing I would share with you is part of my vision is to ensure that the nation understands what we're doing and that more John Monash scholars find themselves in positions of influence where they can use their skill to to kind of uh, improve and, and influence outcomes in, for example, you know, federal working groups, uh, advisory groups for companies, wherever there's a requirement for a different type of thinker, uh, somebody with, with specific knowledge that can be brought to bear on a difficult, sometimes nasty challenge. So 248 scholars before this latest cohort of 16. Paul, are you able to shine a light on Maybe just a few examples of some of the scholars who've been through the program that have leveraged their education and leadership skills to advance society and give back to Australia in a meaningful way. Yes, it's a great question, and uh, I'm careful with this because in in calling out a few scholars, um, uh, to those scholars listening, it doesn't mean that uh, you know I, I neglected you deliberately because, quite frankly. I'd like to sit here with you and mention 248 scores. That's we'd run out of time. I think but we'd run out of time. But so, but just indicatively to give you a sense, you know, uh, Professor Mark Dawson, who was a, a scholar in 2006, he studied a PhD at the University of Cambridge. He's a cl- clinician scientist, and he's now an associate director at the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre. Um, and he's, he's helping lead research in um, epigenetic regulation in normal development and cancer. Now, could you imagine, you know, and it's a classic example of 
somebody who studied in Australia, who goes overseas, comes back with best practice, and is is at the heart of what could be major, major breakthroughs um, uh, for Australia and for Australians. So here's one example. Um, if I take another one like um, Major Nathan Johnson, so somebody with a military background, was a 2018 Pratt Foundation uh, scholar for John Monash. He, he went to Arizona State University, so a, a different type of university um, on the lower west coast of the USA. And uh, he, he came into our program as a mature ex-military officer uh, who specialized in electronic warfare. And he's then been able to go to the US, build on that, and, and come back to the country and again make um, an extraordinary contribution both to the military, to society, and to intelligence uh, in a way that uh, is recognized internationally. So uh, a good example. Um, one thing about these scholars, when you think about them, they're all they're all different. They it's wonderful to see, as I I can in my office, I can look at a wall and I've got um, the wall up on the wall, so I see the faces, what they did, what they're studying, where they are now, and really they are the faces of Australia. So uh, there's Indigenous scholars, there's people from different ethnic backgrounds, um, and, and and I'm proud to say, and it will certainly be my my mission to continue this, that these people are truly representative of our country. They're the face of Australia. And they can be of any age, study any discipline, and they can go to any university. We just ask that they commit to coming back and providing impact. So a final one to mention, Justin, would be Gillian Kilby. She was a 2013 John Monash Scholar. Uh, she studied the Master of Business Administration and the Master of Public Policy at Stanford in the US. And uh, she, she, she already went with a, a civil engineering first-class honours degree. She's quite remarkable. She's uh, what I call a businesswoman and an entrepreneur. And increasingly, she's known in Australia as a young leader who truly and genuinely represents the interests of regional Australia. She has set up businesses in Western New South Wales, places like Dubbo and etc., where she's created workspaces uh, that have been taken mainly for women and for people from minority backgrounds. And she continues to be an exceptional advocate for regional Australia in federal government and state government circles, a voice of influence, a voice of reason, and in this case, a voice of a John Monash scholar. The Foundation supports scholars, you've already mentioned this, Paul, across diverse fields, anything from health and medicine, engineering, science, the law, education, fine arts, music, and more. So how do you ensure a balanced representation across these disciplines and getting a great cross-section of modern Australia? Again, a great question, Justin, because it's actually not easy. It's, um, uh, but So maybe if I describe it this way, our goal is to ensure that each year we do have a diverse representative group of scholars, and and that includes, um, you know, inclusiveness, uh, gender, um, and recognition of different types of Australians. So it follows that we can't have scholars that all want to go to one university. We can't have scholars that are all men or all women. We can't have scholars that are all lawyers or all doctors. So it does become quite tricky in. I guess the filtering process includes 
just understanding, um, you know, where do we have duplication among scholars? How how do we compare them in in legitimate ways? And and, and it kind of just it, it, this process coalesces as we get to the national panel interviews, where those decisions, those filtering processes, has all, always already been made. So at both the national panel time, we do have a, a, a very uh, impressive cross section of society across different fields, and you know even thinking now of the 2024 scholars, and just recapping quickly, you know, yes, we have some lawyers, we have some doctors, but but look at the breadth, you know, a composer, filmmaker, um, we we have somebody who wants to invent um, devices for disabled people, and and it's a very good example of um of what can be achieved, but you know what, it's not easy. We have to really it's the rigorous process, our own governance, that kind of produces that out. In the spirit of General Monash, Paul, what advice would you give to young Australians who aspire to make a positive impact on society through education and leadership? Yeah, thank you, Justin. I think uh, I reflect on these scholars and others. I reflect on my own life and other people I know. And I think it's there are some simple things, simple steps that I think would be we'd really pick up on a notice during an application phase is um, while you strive for to achieve the best you can in your academic studies, which is just wonderful. Um, pause to consider as you're studying what could you do to help others on your journey, and how are you collaborating with others to achieve that, and. Um, and as a consequence, what passions are emerging within yourself to be somebody who gives back to society throughout your life versus thinking just of yourself? And that's at the heart of what we're looking for. And a final question, Paul. Let's let's look ahead in terms of future developments we can expect from the foundation in the next few years as you continue to support outstanding Australian talent. What's on the radar for you as the CEO of the foundation, Paul? I'd like to start, the future is built on the present, and I'd like to just start by calling out the, the, the companies, EHB, Rio Tinto, CBA, for example, the families, Ross Siegel and others, uh, the Wakeall family, uh, the Belfort Trust, um, the governments, the Victorian government, the New South Wales government, the Queensland government, and many, many volunteers and supporters. The future will be about mirroring that, building our community of supporters to enable an ongoing level of support for the scholars. This foundation, as much as we have a wonderfully passionate team here at, at, in the city in Melbourne, we can't survive without the support of others. We're so proud to have those companies standing right alongside us, so proud to have the governments, so proud to have the individuals. But the future will require more of that, more governments. My vision is that the foundation is truly nationally supported by all governments, by major companies in all states and territories. And when we reach that point, which I'm confident it will, the John Monash Foundation scholarships will become and we're well on the way to doing this, a brand Australia, a purely Australian invention for the future of our country beyond the scholarships that are offered to go to specific countries. 
This will be our scholarship program that we can truly, truly be proud of. We're well on the way, and and you can see us, you know, 264, we're on the way to 300 scholars in our group. Imagine when we're at 1,000, and, and imagine the impact that will be being created. So the vision is we're all in this together, and we need to work together. We need to stand with each other arm in arm, and we will get this wonderful light on the hill that we're going towards. Paul Ramage, CEO of the General Sir John Warnash Foundation. Congratulations on today's announcement, and we wish you and the Foundation nothing but success in the years ahead. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much, Justin.